You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We've got the kiln fired up. We've got the furnace prepped. We're about to unsheath the laser fire of Tyra. Yes, Rizcha the Raisa is coming your way. But first, if you own a retail business and accept credit cards, your customers are getting points, miles, and all sorts of rewards every time they use their card. And you're paying the price. That's why NRS Pay, a product of National Retail Solutions, a division of the IDT Corporation, offers its cash discount program, FeeBuster. You can start accepting credit cards for free. If your business processes over $18,000 a month, you pay no monthly fee and zero dollars out of your pocket for transaction. This means you as a retailer can enjoy the benefits of accepting plastic and your customers still get those crucial miles they crave and need. NRS Pay FeeBuster provides every client with a free credit card reader with no long-term contract, no early termination fee, cancel anytime without a penalty. I'm personally familiar with this company and they truly stand by their product and they'll help you with live stateside-based customer service on any issue or question. Visit nrspay.com or call 833-289-2767 to learn more about NRS Pay and the fantastically fair fee buster. If it's Pesach Shady, Tufshin Pei Gimel, this must be Rizcha Daraisa. That's right, Arab Shabbos, here we are. The show will not drop. Uh, yes, it won't drop until later because we have some great editors working out of Eretz Yisrael and it takes a while with the time change. So, but I think the show is actually better because it's crisper. And of course, all the little notes that I give them um, to edit you out in order for me to shine better also helps a lot. <laughs> the Rebiesim joins us here from Detroit after uh, waking up so early in the morning to catch the, what was it, a, a, a biplane out of Westchester Airport? How yeah, many, how many people? planes, but they're, they're more comfortable, actually. Yeah? How many yeah. people, was it one-on-one? Like, no, no, one, it's two you're on one two, side? It's not that small, it's two and two. Two and two, I see. It's, it's a regional jet, it's not a, it's not a propeller plane. Were there any other uh, from people on the plane? I don't think so. But I, when I flew to Orlando from Detroit I'm, over Pesach, there were many, but this time there weren't any. Westchester Airport is becoming like a, a place. Yeah, that it's, it's, very, it's like a bus station. It's very crowded this morning. <laughs> so, uh, but it's very convenient. The monthly, you know, it's very convenient. And the prices are bad. Sometimes you get a lower price from there than you get from Newark. This time it was lower price. I know you wanted to talk, Rabiasev, about a, a blog spot that was published this week by our good friend Harry Marilis Herschel. Wonderful, wonderful person. And uh, the a wonderful person and a very close friend of both of ours. Uh, I would say he was my close friend, but he was your Talmud as he went to your Dafyemishir and he appreciates what you brought to the table. I think his memory is somewhat shot because he seems to, it's Achrei Moiskadoshim. I mean, every time he talks about you, you become a greater, greater person. So it's, 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 it's quite, quite I'm trying bad. to let it get to you. You know, you said that you knew I wouldn't be able to resist uh, this first paragraph. So, Harry, here goes. Rabbi Yosef Bechafer, not Rab, by the way, Rabbi, once told me that in the world of Haredi education, girls get a much better Jewish education than boys do. As a Talmud Chacham and a member of the Haredi world, okay, I didn't know because you have to apply, you know, that's quite a statement. 
But as always, Emes is one of Rabbi Bechoffer's defining characteristics. Don't he's choke. Not afraid, Don't choke. He's not afraid to speak truth to power and always tells it like it is. Okay, you're speaking truth to power. Well, I'm not sure which power Harry's talking about, but I guess what Harry means is, is that, as he goes on to say, is that, well, for then he says, I could not agree with him more, which means Rabbi Bechoffer had said that girls get a better Jewish education, that boys' education, the way it stands now, and, I, and, and you, of course, mean that here and in Eretz Yisrael, that boys' education is inferior and that girls, assuming that they are of the same intellectual caliber as the, the boy in question, the schooling that they will receive will be a, a much more uh, intensive, it, it will include more, it, it will give them a greater familiarity with so many different aspects of, of part of aspects of the Torah, whereas the boys' education, if it's going to the yeshiva world, will be primarily, as Harry says here, almost exclusively on learning Gemara and its commentaries. Commentaries of which he says there's an almost infinite amount of material. And as he says, the focus by this focus by men on Gemara, nothing else has become the sine qua non of the Yeshiva world. It's not the case for girls. Whereas, as he says, uh, Gemara is usually not studied, maybe not at all, but definitely, he says, they get a much broader variety of Jewish studies, which are vital, in my view, to understanding Judaism better. And history, Jewish history, specifically Jewish thought, Jewish philosophy, in-depth study of the Chumash and Tanakh, and a decent secular studies curriculum, better than, let's say, what would be in a boy's yeshiva or high school. Or We should, we should mention, I think it's important to mention in context, that Reb Herschel has three daughters who are all uh, quite um, learned. And again, Herschel's son is a standout, a stalwart, a rov, a poisik, a machaber. Uh, I think probably are one of, I guess, are one of, one of the uh, students that we both share that we're probably extremely proud of in terms of Rav Meir Merilis, in terms of what he was, has been able to accomplish. There's a for, article in the foreword uh, by Naomi Seidman about the history of the Beis Yaakov movement, specifically about Sarah Schneer, and how the Haredi world has excised many salient details about who Sarah Schneer is and was to try to shape her into the image that they that, that, that is more comfortable with them. One of the things here that gets a lot of ink spilled in the comments is the fact that they have discovered her diary. They found her Polish language diary, and it reveals another side of her, that she would regularly attend the Bohemian Polish Theater, public lectures on women's rights and hygiene, quote, the, a term that encompassed family planning. This is something that Harry is saying that perhaps as great as the base Yaakov experience is, although he feels it might be starting to become watered down now, he believes that we should recognize who Sarah Schneer was, recognize what the, the I guess the gymnasia added, attitude as well. He doesn't mention that, but the, the type of learning and, and because we were, we have to be worried about, as he says, we have to worry about changes that could excise and eliminate all these positives in women's learning. I think that's like, that's sort of a synopsis of, of the article, and everybody can find it, of course, on the MSVM Muna 
there's a story, uh, there's a story which is somewhat apocryphal, but probably is cited universally in the Haredi world about the girls who came from Michalat or Shach's house and asked him to explain a particular point in the Ramban. In response, the story goes, Rav Shach led him to the kitchen and said to him that the Rebetzin would proceed to teach him how to bake a cake. That's how I remembered it. And it's brought down by Rabbi Gershon Meltzer, who I'm not familiar with, in, in, in a pro, a, with approbation that they came to ask him, Bon Maseb Seminar Chad Shani, a novel seminary. They taught various different subjects. They have learned to be Kores Hamikra, which is not true, just learning Ramban. He brought a chocolate cake. That's a wonderful detail. <laughs> that's, that's a detail that makes it real. It was yeah. a chocolate cake. Yes, everything else sounds as phony as a as a seven dollar bill. I mean, it doesn't. It sa- story sounds phony to me. That doesn't matter whether it's true or not true, right? He said, when he said, didn't know how to cook such cake. Your main task is to bake chocolate cakes. Okay? <laughs> so, uh, so that is, and he says, it's the Ashtab Shad Nikamara and Yuma, where the Ain Kalachmas Isha Befelech. A felech is not a, a baking spoon. No, it's weaving. It's weavings, yeah. But, yeah. but it's, in other words, it's household duties similar to baking cakes and other things that... Uh, even that's not the pshat. The pshat is, that was parnos, as we know from the Mishnayas and Suvas. They would work as, as part of their sewing and stuff. It was part of the way they would make money to help the house. I mean, obviously, we know he's referring to what it says in the Chumash that you know uh, the Nasha would tell the all the women who were given Chachma I'm going to read something else here that you wrote. I sometimes tell my good female. Wait, no, I'll, I'll read it in in my voice. I sometimes tell my good female. It's okay. Students, I think it's funny if you read it in my voice. Go ahead. I, I sometimes tell my good female students they'll have a hard time finding a shidduch who'll be at their level of Jewish knowledge. I think one of the distortions in the current base Yaakov milieu is that even some of the highly academic schools cannot stress their high academic expectations and accomplishments in Lamude Kodesh. The rhetoric has no legitimate mode of public expression that would highlight how deeply they learn Ramban or how much Bikiyas they have in Tanakh. This is because in this society, academic achievements in Lamude Kodesh by girls are not really valued. Indeed, sometimes they are scorned. Okay. So I think we've got Harry and you covered here. Um, well, what do you know about my right? point? Am I right or am I wrong? Okay, so you, you make a number of points. And uh, let, let me respond to them. Let's go to the first thing. I don't deny that in the majority of yeshiva high schools, if that's what you're referring to, you're referring to mostly high school learning, right? Right. You're not referring to base measures learning. I, I agree in most High school learning, the Gemara Rebbe, although he might be very intense and, and, and very focused, probably does not do much in terms of enriching their appreciation for the other parts of Taira. I'd like to say that I think there are Rebbeim that are so skilled that they are able, a la Rebbeinu Tam, that you know, Talmud Bavli is bold from everything, to even in the Gemara learning, and I, I know we both did this as, as, as teachers, 
uh, bring in Jewish history, bring in the psukim that are mentioned. Uh, you know, well, Moshe, let's say you would, just for an example, be learning the psukim at the beginning of the second parak of Kedushan, of Shriyach Lezar Aveda, and bring in, of course, David uh, HaMelech, uh, the sheet of Shammai about, you know, that, that we do say Yeshliach with Varavera in certain cases, I'm quoting from Dovid Melch, you have the possibility there to actually open up to your Talmudim, uh, the story of, of Dovid Uriya Bacheva, and to actually go into the Sipuri of the Torah and Tanakh, even if, you know, in, in various places, you can actually include aspects of Jewish history and you can make it fundamental, even perhaps, to the Shaklavitaria. It doesn't have to be just something where I'm just going to use this as an excuse to bore you with some facts that you don't care about. They regard that as Wissenschaft. Yeah, well, I, I, I think a good Gemara Rebbe is able to serve it up as, with, the, with the intensity and the tsura of the Shaklavitari of the learning. I think it's possible to do that. And, and Baruch Hashem, we have people like the Martzfius, we have people like Yitzhak Isaac Levi, Rabinovich, the Darius that he's showing him, who, were, who stood, what? Yes, who stood firmly in the, in the, the veldt of Shasupeskin, and yet included and raised forward many of these aspects that are missing. Even if we would, you know, quote the Truvis Marshal about how important knowing history is to know about Machleksim, even if you're going to quote Rishoyinim, and you're going to quote the Machlekas about who is it, who is who. So always emphasize who's the Rebbe, who's the Talmud, where did they live, the difference between the philosophical approach of the, of the Rashba and the Rabban and the Ritva and the Baliatesis. I think a talented Rebbe who knows the things himself is able to bring that. And, and here's, here's my point. In a way that can turn, it's all from the Gishmak of the Gemara itself. And if you if you stay within the Gishmak of the Gemara itself, your brain is is elevated to think in the sharp, critical method of, of Shaklavatari, even within the ideas that you're bringing in. And even if it means you're bringing in a Radak in Tanakh, or it means you're, or you're bringing a Malban or a Barbanel, you're still going to approach it with not with the colored pencils. Uh, that the girls sometimes bring in terms of, you know, and, and then color coding, although that might be a good idea always. But the point is, it's all part of my Gemara learning. And it really, it, it really behooves the Rabbeim to do that. You're describing a utopian situation, which is not the actual situation. But if, if it could work, you agree with me that they will be in a better shape and they will understand things deeper and in a more consequential way than the seminary style of we're going with 45 minutes of Tavishabalpeh and then 45 minutes of Chumash and 45 minutes of Nivim and 45 minutes of Machshava, right? Or Machshava or Ashkafa, which is the way it's done, let's say in Berea where, where my daughter went. Um, instead of doing it that way, you could actually do the lion's share of the day in the Gemara, the hour or whatever it is this year, the hour and 20 minutes or whatever, how long the Shiras and Nachana, and include these aspects. And I think you would get, uh, you would get what I would say. I wouldn't say, I don't know if they're more well rounded, but. Well, I, we're in Avram. We, we went over here. Woo, who tangents? In other words, you're saying, well, well, I, I can't, I won't, certainly don't disagree with you. You're saying if we had a utopian Chinuch uh, system for the boys, it would exceed that, the, uh, in quality that of the girls. 
But there is no such utopia. We understand okay. that, right? The, Especially in high school. Maybe, right. maybe in Kalo, some guy will decide to fabricate himself and do learn like that. Probably not, but maybe. But th- that this is not, it doesn't go on any high school in the, that we know of. I, uh, I'm not sure why it can't. And I think. I'm not sure I can't either. It's a good question. But probably because yeah, it's not and, and to abandon to abandon the fact that Talmud is the Ikkar. And, and at this age, like, like the Mishnah, essentially, although what's fudge by a year and a half, 15 with Talmud, right? As the Mishnah says, that's when the brain is ready for that type of thinking. I, I, the, the sort of memorization of, of, of facts is from 10 to 15. We want to stoke the, the, the embers and, and, and the kids, I think, even the mediocre rebellion can't destroy the good, powerful, Product of, of learning. So even if they're just going through Kav Bedaladamis in the beginning of Eo and going through the Gemara Ashitaisis, they still are thinking in, in a way, in an abstract way. They're thinking, they're understanding the Rav Hirmiya way of thinking, the Rav Zayr way of thinking. And I think that is something that is precious and important to bring out. If, if, if Harry had his druthers, it seems like he would have been happier had the boys had something like the typical Besiakov, Berea, whatever school uh, education, and they would come out better Jews and better. No, I think only I think only in the context. Certainly, I meant it when I said it in the context of the zero sum game. If it's this this one or that one, of course, a holistic gestalt of Torah with everything which is involved in it is ideal. It still would lead out so much with Rambat. Would be not. It's not. It's not perfect. This system. When I was a first year base medrash. In Shalvim, we had a Mashgiach, Rabbi Yitzchak Gittelman, that's how, who was a Talmud Rebbe Rucham. He was actually a Talmud Rebbe Rucham. And, uh, he was, um, he told, he told me at some point, and I, I, every Tuesday, I took off morning Seder, and I learned with Ramban, the whole morning. I know how I got away with it, but it was Gabaldic. I decided also to learn Malbim on my own. I asked him that you were studying for the Chidon Tanakh, we didn't take it seriously because I already went my trip to Israel. So I just, but I, I had to study a little bit. So I started the way I started. So I was in a Malbin. So, um, if you don't, I would not have gotten that if I hadn't done it myself. Nobody in Yeshiva throughout the rest of my career beforehand and my subsequent career would have told me, you know, hey, learn with this, let's learn with Ramban or let's see Nach with Malbin. And even in your plan, that would not happen. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Remember, you, the sections of the Torah that we would be being medayik in, whether we're trying to figure out various mitzvahs, we would be looking up Rambans everywhere, including the Ramban and Chumash. So I, I, I think it could be included. And I think part of the, the, part of what is sometimes is frustrating to girls when they learn it is that they don't realize the, the Talmudic mentality the Ramban is bringing to the Psukim. And that's why I think sometimes uh, the boys are actually more mukhshar in many ways. But I'm going to say something which you're going to disagree with, and I'll say it now, is that if to do what Harry is saying, or what you're saying, that most schools would would sort of have at least a, a broad-based, wide array of Torah subjects, I think they would be losing uh, the kernel of of, the, of that. Of, it might be tarnished, but it's at least the essence of what the, the, the way the Jew thinks it's a it's 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 a Talmudic mindset, and that Talmudic mindset would be lost if it 
would be relegated to only 45 minutes or an hour a day, and then an hour of Chumash, even with Ramban and the other uh, great Rishonim. So I, I think being involved in the Shakovataya, being involved in the debate. Well, I don't remember the last time we discussed with Dessler's uh, Frankfurt versus Volusian essay here, but uh, you do realize that you're, and this is fine. You choose to say this. You're, you're taking the Volusian elitist view. In other words, yes, even though what you're describing, for most boys, it's not really relevant. It's not really going to be relevant in their life, in their later life. It bewilders them now. It's strange. It's difficult. Right. Okay. Yeah, but yes. for the elite, because we want to educate the elite, so therefore it's worth doing. Um, I, I wasn't really saying that, but yes, I, what, about, that's the implication. The, the assumption is that this is meant for the B'nai Aliyah, the five top five percent, the top ten percent, perhaps the ones who can strike. The top one thousand. Right. So even if they, the ones that don't become Roshay Kaila, the ones who are Matliya, the ones who are on the top are really a small percent. Whereas the, the students that are, that are just shuffling along, uh, who are, you know, trying to pass their beginners and they sort of understand it enough to repeat it, but don't really get it after they go, you know, after they've taken their beginner because they, it just, it's wiped out of their mind. For them, this is just, you know, uh, it, it's, 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 it's almost like, an exercise in something that they're never going to go back to. And it's almost, it's exemplified by the, the Gemaras that they bought during their high school years that have about four or five pages where there's, which with a lot of scribbles and notes on it. And the rest of them are as pure as the virgin snow because they haven't even looked in the safe for just what they needed in order to get through and the tests that their, their rebellion gave, but they never really became they never got to love Torah and love learning and love learn love Gemara. So th- therefore, what happens is the best will become the best, but at the expense of so many that are somewhat disillusioned, disheartened, they're not going to find jobs in the Torah world or become Rashi Kailu, and therefore they're going to become Balabatim, but not necessarily Balabatim who have a great basis in learning. They're going to have to play catch-up when they get older. What will sink into them is not even even that even if it's the lower 80 percent i think what will sink into them is and it's again you have to have a good rebbe the how the talmud can get them on fire in terms of thinking even if it's only for those three or four years that they're in high school i think that it it, it plants a seed that is essential it plants the seed of and, and, and again i i think that that if we abandon it and just say, look, that was for the Alta Deiris, I think, I, I think we are, not only are we going to sacrifice that 10% that are going to, that will become great Londonim, but I think even the other 90 will be losing a lot. They will be losing a, a seed of sophistication, of argumentation that will rear its head later. Why do you think in Ashgach, in the Yad Hashem, Daf Yomi, which is totally impractical and totally irrational for Balabatim to learn, became the synchronon of learning. Why did Kosh Baruch allow that? Why did he not make, you know, uh, Shulchan Arach which is an also ran? Certainly, Arach Shulchan is an also ran. Even Kitsu Shulchan Arach is an also ran. But those are far more uh, apropos. And do Ein Yaakov, which was the limud for Balabatim for hundreds of years. 
How, why, what's the Kush Baruch Cheshman in this? I, my, my understanding is that it's simply to keep everybody literally on the same page and make us some sort of a project out of the whole thing. But you have a take on this? Why Kush Baruch was this or allows this to be Masubav? You sound like a, you know, a Chabad spirit a little bit here that, you know, it's obviously the Yadah. I didn't say Rambam. No. The, the, one of the things I was reading recently was something that the, uh, the Rebbe, the last one, wrote in the 50s about learning Soita on, uh, during the Yimei Asfira. And that the 49 Daf of Soita, which many people are learning Daf Yoyimi that you're talking about, that that was what his father-in-law, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak, the Friedrichel, felt should be done. He mentions another Chassidish Messiah to learn Mesepta place that also has 49 Daf. Yeah. Now, someone challenged him with history, and he said, we know that when the Shas was, was, was written, there were no Dafim, and that this that it came out, that there were 49 Dafim, was basically from the Italian printers that Bromberg, were non-Jews, that had the Gromberg Shas, the Mishumodim, who were working for them. And the whole thing was, how could you say that this is somehow Miyuchid, that this is what you should do during the Mea May Asfira that this is you should that this is somehow Sugipa. So what he says is is that right. So which he answers that if this becomes this right. because even though there might have been other Tfusim of the Shas, the different paginations, the fact that this became so overwhelming means God was behind it. And the Rabbi Nishom you and the fact that it was Goyish printers is a bigger riot because God, they weren't really in the same way. Right, that's are. exactly and the same. Yeah, you're right. And that's what God wanted. And that's, you know, I was reading this and I was just laughing. Somebody was watching me because I was, you know, I was, uh, I was looking at this in one of the Chassidish shows that I daven in, and someone came over and said, you know, uh, what, what's so gishmak? Like, what do you, and I, I said, yeah, I'm saying, I'm reading this, 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 this word from, from, from the Friedrich, from the Lavacher Rebbe. And I was laughing, of course, because, you know, this is so typical. Yeah, you know, this is, this must oh, be the Yadashem that made, this must be the Yadashem that made Dafyo Yimei. Now, now I understand why you talk and left behind the back and put on the frock. Well, this is how you came up with frock here. <laughs> Look. It seems oh, to me. She had said, amazing. You're asking me why, if, if, what was the Yad Ashkocha? I, yeah. I, 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 I cry over this. I cry over this. I, I'm not ready to say, and therefore this must be correct. You know, to me, it is. What do you um, cry over? I cry over the, the 900 pound gorilla that is Dafyoimi. I cry mm-hmm. over it. And I've been, I've been giving Dafyoimi. I'm already here in my second cycle and I've been giving it and, and, and I, and I never miss. And I'm always giving it, and I'm always preparing it, and I'm crying over the fact that this is what uh, is Cla- and we've talked about it. This is Claudius Charles Leibud, and this is what this shows you that you're part of the club, and this shows you that you're really learning. And the Siamashas, and and is is there anything more weird than having the Dafyoimi Siam and the p- people sitting on the dais, and you know that most of them aren't doing Dafyoimi, and and most of them really don't hold of it anyway, and right, right. And it's again. It's, by the way, parenthetically, if 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 you take a look at some of the video, you'll see that lack of COVID. These people on a day is tapped. Everybody else who's speaking, they're all looking around. They're all like totally bored. Nobody's even looking at the speaker. It, it, it's all the same platitudes about how great it is, how great the women are, how great the mysterious nefesh is. Rameir Shapiro 
show is 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 is, is, is Mashiach ben Yosef. Again, you know, the, it's 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 a tragedy. It's, you're asking me what the Yad Hashgach is. You know, I would say it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. I would I would use. I'm almost tempted to say, and and I know. Listen, my friends have big parnosa from this, and 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 there's so much about this Torah. How could you say this? Uh, it's it's a tragedy that we went away from the Rif. It's a tragedy that you're right. We went away from the Yaakov. It's a tragedy that there's so many balabatim who don't know if they want to join the Omid Yomi or the Smichas uh, Chaver program because you know how can they not be in Dafyomi? Dafyomi is is uh, Dafyomi is the 900 pound bully gorilla that everybody is afraid of. And I'm Gamani Betoychav. I'm all, and, 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 <laughs> but uh, yeah. It's 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 a tragedy, and yeah, the Yadash Gocha. I don't know. I'm, I'm tempted to use the Satmarov's uh, statement about the Yadash Gocha that people told him about Akomas Medina and about the 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 Nitzachin of the the yeah, but uh, okay, that can't be. The Satmarov said sometimes Nitzchaynas are not the Yadash Gocha. Sometimes, yeah, right. Okay, just like we don't like this. Uh, so we don't like the Satmarov Shita, so don't like it here. No, no, but I, I'm bringing a raya that sometimes something that everybody else is standing up and pointing to and saying, Zed Kaili Van Veyu, it might actually be Avoda Zorit. And, and look, I, it was, I, I love the fact that Eli Stefanski, who I learned with his father, and I, I knew Ellie, I taught his wife. I'm so happy that Ellie's got 60,000, 70,000 people, and he sits on, on the dais with the Gedele Yisrael, and everybody's listening to his compressed nine minute up. But, Lamaisa, is there more Yidiyas Hatayra, or do we have real knowledgeable Balabatim? Look, the place that we both work for, that again, you work for them a lot more than I, I did. Again, you know, they obviously are Mafarnas, many people uh, who, are, who have been who worked on Dafyomi. But don't you agree that you, you, you talked about how bad that you, you know, you didn't know how good Steinsaltz was? The arts grow phenomena, which these Balabatim end up doing, it really, in a way, is makalko them from ever learning properly because what they end up doing is reading all the footnotes, reading the the, the English connecting words, and then if they are stuck and they, they're in a place without an arts scroll, they can't do anything. I, I've told you the story of my father who, at the age of thir- at the age of 10, learned by a Hershkwitzman in Tereschayim and Varsha, who spent a, a number of years in, in Sokolov. And then, unfortunately... From the time he was 14, had to go back to his his mother, the Almona, and work, and wasn't able to be in yeshiva. But when I was, uh, and I, thought, I think I've told you this story, when I uh, was trying to learn Masechus Tainus on my own, and I was having a hard time with the Agadita, I went over to my father, and my father opened up the Gemara, and he read like he was reading the phone book and touched everything from beginning to end. Without, and that was something that came from a certain that can't be done by the average balabas anymore. Right, it's not an aspiration. And we know that. What does that mean? Look, the and that's why they should be doing the basic curriculum. From Mordechai Giftil and all the Gedele Yisrael kept on saying it has to write on the top of the art scroll an aid to Talmud learning. Make sure you say that. This is not supposed to be the Gemara. This was an aid for you. And of course, that's not the case. And, you know, I have my good friend Dov Zuknik says, this is the uptage of 
people who have gone on to learn your Shalmi is they were Mavchan Ben Tchelis Lakarti. Because as we know, the, the art, the Hebrew art scroll is blue, the Bavli, and the Yerushalmi is a green color. So if you, if you're able to, if you're able to be a Balafon, <laughs> no, where Yerushalmi, you're on the Madrig of Shayavkin, Ben Tchelis Lakarti. Very good. <laughs> so, Very that's, good. Right, so, th- th- so that's what it's, that's what's happened. Look. You know, is the Mesifta a, a different belt? Look, you, you, you feel less guilty with the Mesifta because it gives you, you know, it gives you the raid in the back, but also in a way that it's so I don't know if it's any different than the Green Book. I don't know whether the Green Book was not kosher and the Mesifta is. Yeah, look, look, today I, I want to tell you, I davened, I had to, I was at Abel's and I, and by the way, the, and, and we're still pumping stuff out. It's Arab Shabbos. We're working, I'm working. Until uh, as late as I can, in order to make sure that we can get you all those great products ready for the summer. And believe me, our dedicated workers are here and our mashkichim. Uh, they allow me, Baruch Hashem, not only to do this program with you, but also to go daven. And they feel that's what a mashkiach should do. So I had to find a minion. Uh, I thought it was going to be a nine o'clock minion, but it ended up being, of course, starting nine fifteen, nine twenty. And after the minion, a fellow that I had been connected to as, as part of a koyo that fell apart, wanted to come speak with me in learning. We're talking about the famous Rebjenis and Ibish and Skasha. Rebjenis and Ibish famous Kasha on, on, on Chodosh and on the Tesis and Kedushin about essay, about the essay of Matzah being Doicha, the Loisa say of Chodosh and, and how that could work and why it didn't work. Okay. So he mentions to me and the Bavusta Kasha from Rebjenis and Ibish. So I asked him, I said, where is that? Where is it? So he said, I don't know. <laughs> right? But I know, because this forum, they bring it down. But again, the, 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 the idea is only from somebody who brings something, who quotes something, and it's in some footnote that he happened to see, which is we've talked about before. We, we have lost in many ways because of this phenomenon. And, and even the people who know how to learn very well, they, they don't really learn from the Makairis. And I said to him, look, it's a Gishmak Akash. I want to look up. Let me find where I can find it. And, and he had no idea where it was. And he's a Magad Shir and a Chesidish Yeshiva. My, my friend, we, have Google, we have to Google that door for that. <laughs> yeah. but, but here's the thing. Uh, you know, we were going a little bit far afield from where we started. But I still believe... If we would have started, if we, if we would change the... Again, what we could do is, even you would agree, is in some sort of draconian way, employ IQ tests, get the top 10% and send them to the Talmud-only places, and the other 90% would go to more schools that would be... That would be the ideal, yes. Right. If we could do that, yeah. And, right. and, and even though people would try Chayvakayim, I want my kid to make it. Like in England, like it was, was in England, there was, if you didn't pass your maths, if you didn't pass a certain thing, you had to go to vocational school. They wouldn't let you into those higher... Yeah, uh, in, in Israel, in the 50s, they didn't let the Sparta, they didn't let the Adolfo Mizrach into the academic high schools. So th- that's something that I think you would agree with, because at least this way, you have the right. I am saying, getting back to our subject, that I have hope, because I believe that that seed is planted by emphasizing Gemara in a way that it will never be emphasized that they go to a uh, a girls like high school curriculum for the boys. And you're right. We need better Rebbeim, but I think that seed can grow. 
And I think that seed could grow. And I think we'll finally come, I hope in my lifetime, I'll see the elbowing out of Dafyemi. And it's already started a little bit. The Omid Yomi is gaining traction. The Tzurma Rabbanan program is gaining traction. Smichas Chaver program, which my son just graduated, has been gaining traction. I, I'm still a believer, as bad as the teachers are, the product is great. And it does plant the seed that I think can be tilled and can be brought back out. And and and, and, and better programs than Dafyomi will be able to bring it out. In terms of Bechopper's comments, the story about Rav Shach say is, 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 if it didn't happen, it could have happened. That's what you're saying, right? Well, and and it's, take it as, as, as the paradigm. Well, the point is like this. This story quashes any legitimacy of ac- academic prowess in a girl's school, in these circles. Okay. Okay. So first, the first thing I'm going to say is, uh, it's clearly a fake story. Second thing I'm going to say is, you know, the same way you, right, like the same way as you raise your eyebrows. Of, now, Shiv Chabesht is, you have to learn something up in it. This is just stupid. The Shiv Chabesht, even if it didn't happen, but there's something in the way it was given over that you can be Medai, you can be Omid on some good point. This whole story is stupid. The chocolate cake is the only interesting thing in the story. Maybe it's just because I'm hungry now. But the point is, it's, 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 it's Narish. The second thing is, the same way you raise your eyebrows, and I mentioned the Satmarov, you should, we should all raise our eyebrows to Rav Shach. Rav Shach was a radical in many, many ways. And the truth is, Rav Shach never really stood for, um, you know, this is the bread and butter. He became the de facto God of Adar. Right. But we know, yeah, that, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, know yeah. we know that many, many people disagreed with a lot of his uh, iron hand tactics and a lot of his, you know, in, in your face style. Right, type that's of lost, 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 right. lost to history. Yes. Okay. And and so therefore, even again, it's clear that other rabbanim, even if it could be true by Rav Shach, which I don't think it is, would not have reacted this way. And we don't have. I like I, I like the program of Rav Shach one of these days. Okay. The third thing is is that even Rav Shach in his worst day would not have taken the time to be mavayish these girls, right? And 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 it, it makes no sense. Also, as I said, that. The girls would be so troubled that they have to go to the Godelador, the 98 year old head of the Moetzes, in order to ask shot. Like, it, the whole thing is, is like, it, it, it makes no sense, right? Now, what did, what would Rav Shach have thought? Nice. By the way, I saw in the Shiba world, one of the women who was writing the Shiba world coffee, you know, that, that forum, coffee room, she wanted to put a spin on it. She wanted to say that Rav Shach was giving them Musa that you don't come to the Godelador to ask shot in the Ramban. You ask your teacher, Shalom Ramban. That's not the way it's used in the Shiva world. I, I, I agree with her that it makes no sense and that you just work on it yourself. No, I don't know, but I, 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 I would have gone with the Ramban to a Godelador just to talk to a Godelador. Uh, yeah, so it's let me an excuse to go to the what, How many girls get a chance to speak to Shah? They wanted to speak to Shah. I don't see whether that's a tiny. Yeah. Okay, look, it's possible that Rav Shach was once asked what he thought about these seminaries like Michala in terms of what they were doing. And was this a positive advancement? Was this a positive aspect that was going on in Jewish education? It's possible. And it's possible that Rav Shach didn't really feel that. And I, that's uh, yeah. probably true. Rav Shach yes. probably did not believe... Rav Shach was against Michal, that's well known, yes, yes. So that's probably what, what's really happening here. 
but what I want to ask you about before we wind up is that do the girls have to downplay the quality of their learning and that they, that they don't even, that the, the seminaries have to sheepishly just admit what it is that they're doing and not doing? Is that true? Certainly not in public, yes. I think you'll never find in a public ad for Beis Yaakov of any sort their excellence in, in Limudah Kodesh. As they excel at learning, learning Shat and Ramban or understanding uh, uh, the hair and a Malbim, something like that, you will not find that. Because uh, I think that they, even the ones which are perhaps academically inclined, they have to be Muranos. They can't, they can't, because of this Rav Shach's story, mentality, even the story of Sheker, which is very prominent. I think it probably has more to do with the basic dynamic of courtship between boys and girls. Well, of course. There is That's this idea that, true too, but, right, you know, again, you know, in, in the secular world, the idea of, of, of the brilliant girl and the mediocre boy, okay, we accept that. But I think in the, in the Orthodox Torah Yeshiva world, if in many sections, there's still this idea that the that the husband will be the uh, the thought leader, the one who will set the standard for Ashkof and Deus. So the idea that oh, here here's our girls that are that are on this super level of learning, it would it would scare away possible boys in terms of uh, in terms of marriage prospects. And I think that's what it's kowtowing to. I think the tide is turning as far as that goes. But I think if you're still part of that world, you don't necessarily want to wear your brains on your sleeves. And even in the total secular prosta world, you know, the, the brilliant girls don't want to come off as smarter than every single guy they see. Like they, There's this idea of playing dumb and that being dumb, me, wife, being dumb is me. cute. Being my wife told me one of the reasons that she went for me is because the first boy she ever met who intimidated her intellectually. You can't stop the whole... She's <laughs> smarter than I am. She got a higher SAT score than I did. But okay, at least I was able to do that. But, but, but your that's wife the point. will tell you... That's why it's very... Easy for her to find Shaduchim because of how bright she was. Right. And her, that's and right. Her, it was expected to be coquettish, to be yeah, sick, I mean, yeah, yeah, to be for, to be flirtatious, and I bring a right. So yeah. I think that's part of the. So I think it's part of the whole culture of courtship of men and women. I want to talk about one last thing before we. I know we want to close. One of the things that Harry and I mentioned this in the, in the synopsis is that ooh, she went to she went to Polish plays and things like that, and that we're trying to lie about uh, you know the history of of, of these these founders. What do you think about that? Do you think that, that we have a right to shape Hirsch, Nitziv, or anybody uh, in, in, in what we need to in order for them to act as role models? Look, we're talking about the Nitziv who read the newspapers. Yeah, I think it's very tough, though. I think it's tough, though. I think this is the making of the stuff of which got making of a god in, in trouble because this is the type of thing which went from Mipela Ozen in the yeshiva world, in the, you know, the privileged circles who knew the Machoria uh, claim. And it's it, it's not necessarily something which the Hamonam has to know, and because you can't necessarily just like the the, the Tana and the Tsubas who dance with the Kala on his shoulder, you know, it's not a not an example for everybody else. So I I don't think that it's right. exactly I, 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 listen, every look if we would go into the uh, and read. See what was the bathroom reading material of many Rabbonim and G'dayli Yisrael. I'm sure we would be quite, uh, quite surprised. But that, yeah. you're right. That doesn't, that doesn't need to become the story about who these people were. So I, yeah. I disagree with this professor. Oh, oh, there's been this whitewashing about who she is. 
every one of us has has our moments of things that we, as you say. So I don't know what the big deal is. I, I, I you know, I, I will tell you one thing that I heard from Rebetzin Mordechai Shapiro. Her husband, of course, was the Rav in Miami and a Talmud of Chazonish. Her her son is Elio Shapiro, who we would be lucky if we got one tenth of what of the scholar in residence gigs that he gets. I remember when he was a little boy playing on the ground over there when I would come in to eat at his house. And I would eat at the Shapiro's house in Miami. And the Rebbitson would tell me about her time in Lakewood when her husband was one of Rav Aaron's early close Talmudim. And there was a whole chabura of, 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 of the women that would go to the movies every Sunday. They had a kavius that they would go. And that would include the Cutler women and, and, and a number of the Rebbitsons. They would, I don't know which theater it is, but they would, there was a place where they would have a pickup. No, 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 no. They were all dressed up in a good Sunday dresses and they were you know, going to college. Rukhaim Lady says, and he was like a, you know, not the Karoi. He says that if your wife makes you go to a movie and you have, you have to go, at least put on a kippah suga. Going to the movies and going to plays, this was, yes, it was publicly banned and publicly uh, people were browbeaten how terrible it was. But the, there was many, many wives of Rabbonim Chashuvim that went to the movies all the time. Rebertson Ruderman loved her television. And my, my, my very close, wonderful friend, Rabbi Israel Horowitz, uh, Zecher Tzadik who died, uh, in COVID. It was one of Rabbi Ruderman's most beloved Talmudim, but he used to love going to Rabbi Ruderman's house and schmoozing with Rabbi Ruderman and learning and then spending, uh, an hour watching Man from Uncle with, uh, <laughs> Rebertson Ruderman down in the basement. Right. Which is not, it's, it's not, yeah, it's something which the Congressenti should be aware of, but it's not, not for the masses. And it doesn't really make a difference because what no, it doesn't, but represents that's the point. In other words, we understand it doesn't make a difference. Not everybody understands that. And that's why you have this professor saying, Oh, she went to the opera. Okay. So Herschel, we we did a deep dive into your program. Next time when you write the uh the blog spot, remember to quote me, uh put me in the first paragraph, right? <laughs> I always speak speaking truth to power. <laughs> 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 what power? I don't know. All right, my friends, we'll catch you hopefully next week. As, you know, if I could, if I could stop my if, if I could somehow if I could somehow bottle up the hilarity that that uh, hold, hold that, down that, hold down the uh, regurgitation hold down the guffaws. Take care, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Be well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.